Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, March 22nd. Thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. If you have a comment or a question, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Again, as always, we thank you for your continued support. And I'm going to turn it over to Denise um, so that she can greet you guys and um, give the beauty news. Good evening, everyone, and thank you guys for joining us uh, tonight for Beauty Talk. I just wanted to give you some quick uh, beauty news. Um, I know all of us have been kind of practicing this whole social distancing thing and, and uh, you know, just been stuck in the house and trying to figure out what to do, uh, what else to watch on Netflix. So just got a couple of shows for um, makeup artists. Um, if you're looking for something to watch and you haven't seen it already, uh, there are a couple of makeup competition shows. One is called Glow Up, and that's a British uh, competition show, and it's um, actually pretty good. Um, one thing somebody pointed out was they noticed that with, for this particular show, when the when the makeup artists do their little testimonials, they're not like putting another artist down. So it's just all about them and their work and not necessarily, you know, putting um, another artist down when they have their little, um, their, um, I forget what they call it, like their um, uh, confessional type things uh, when they show them on, on the show. But anyway, that's a, that's a great show. Um, so check that out. And then another one is just uh, one that's been around for a minute with Skin Wars. And of course, that's the body painting uh, show. So that's great. It's always good watching these makeup competition shows because you always pick up um, different tricks here and there. And so it's been good uh, going back and checking out some of those shows. And then there's a show, <clears throat> excuse me, it's called 100% Hotter. 100% Hotter. And it's where they have a stylist, um, a hairstylist, and a makeup artist. And the three of them team up to give uh, Britain's biggest fashion disasters some much-needed make-unders. So there are people out there who think they look great with what they have on and how they're doing their hair and makeup, and they're overdoing it. And so there's a team of a fashion stylist, a hairstylist, and a makeup artist who actually go out and help them um, to look just a little bit better, a little bit more presentable. So they kind of, like I said, giving them their much-needed make-unders. 
Then there's a show that's not a competition show, but it's actually like a documentary. It's an investigative docu-series um, that shows how negligence and deceit in the production and marketing of popular uh, consumer items can result in dire, um, uh, dire outcomes. And I think there's one particular uh, episode on that docu-series that focuses on like makeup and influencers and the whole marketing uh, using these influencers and things like that. So that's a pretty good show to check out. And then one so last what was thing. Called? Uh, it's called Broken. Broken, okay. Broken, yes. And then there's an app um, that's out there that allows um, you to find your foundation and concealer match. So if that's, as a consumer, if that's something that you have a problem with, and even as a makeup artist, if that's something you have a problem with or you're trying to figure out for yourself or for a client, this app will help you uh, to pretty much figure out what brands and what particular foundations and concealers in those particular brands will match your skin tone or your client's skin tone. So basically all you need to do is take a selfie or take a picture of your client Upload it to your profile on the app, and basically the app will in, t- in return give you all of the brands out there that have a foundation. That, you know, they'll give you the actual colors from these particular brands of foundations and concealers that will match your skin tone. So I thought that was uh, pretty neat, and it's called Slap, S-L-A-P-P, Slap. So check your um, your app store and your place store uh, for those, for that particular app. And we just want to give a quick shout out to all of our um, listeners around the world. Um, <clears throat> so you need something to listen to. <laughs> we definitely have hundreds and hundreds of shows out there that you can go back in our archives and listen to um, various different shows with various different um, individuals from the beauty industry, uh, whether it's a classic surgeon, dermatologist, makeup artist, hairstylist, photographer like our guest tonight or um, you name it. There's tons of different people in the beauty industry that you can uh, check out and listen to here on Beauty Talk. Um, So we definitely want to give a shout out to those listeners here in the U.S. We thank you for your continued support. Our largest uh, listener base is here in the U.S. And then coming in second would be uh, the U.K. Uh, We have a large listener base in the U.K., And then thank you to our uh, neighbors to the north in Canada and then in Australia, very large listener bases uh, there as well. And then for all over the world, we continue to thank you for supporting us us and listening to us. Absolutely. And with that being said, uh, we will be right back um, with our guest. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter-Narcisse, Tim Bukharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael DeVellis, 
Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda, Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are too. All right, we are back. Actually, we're celebrating actually 11 years now, but I just love to uh, play that every once in a while. Um, Thank you guys again for your continued support. I'm excited about tonight. We're talking about two of my favorite topics, beauty and photography, and we have Charlotte-based fashion and beauty photographer Brianna Collier on the line, and I'm going to bring her on. Welcome to the show, Brianna. Hi. How are you? How are you? We're good. I'm pretty good. We are good. Um, I can't remember how I came across your work, but um, I was in love when I when I saw it, and I definitely wanted to get you on the on the show with us. So thank you again for uh, uh, being here tonight. Um, why don't we start no the conversation off just just by you? Um, uh, introducing our listening audience to you, to you and telling us a little bit about how you got started in photography, what inspired you to become a photographer, a little bit about where you're from and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, well, my name is Brianna Collier, and I'm a fashion and beauty photographer out of North Carolina. Um, I'm 23 years old, and I've been a photographer at least professionally for about five years now. Um, I've always had a passion for anything related to art, and even as a child, I used to love to draw and, you know, paint and do those type of things. Eventually, it kind of grew into me having, like, a small interest in fashion, being, you know, a young child. I used to sketch out designs and things like that. For a second, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer, but um, in high school, I ended up taking a photography course in my junior year of high school and at the time I didn't take it serious at all everything that I learned honestly went in one ear and throughout the other but I feel like you know everything that I had done up to that point kind of like um formed into like a greater passion you know that formed in the future um so eventually I moved to North Carolina and um I realized that I can kind of combine all of my interests together and make a career out of all the things that I'm passionate about. So where did you move from? I was born um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, And how long have you been in North Carolina? We're about, it's gone on six years this year. So like when I moved here, so okay. I decided that I wanted to really take everything seriously as far as photography and, you know, fashion and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, so when you decided that you wanted to take it seriously, where did you start as as a photographer? 
was it like starting over or did you just kind of, since everything went in one ear and right out the other, was it like starting over? Um, I wouldn't say it was like starting over because honestly, I've always been a picture taker, even if it was only on like my cell phone, you know, in high school and phones mm-hmm. started really coming out and being popular. And also I mm-hmm. had a father who used to take pictures on disposable cameras, like when I was young, like all the way growing up. So I kind of like used disposable cameras like briefly as well. So it kind of just kind of grew from that point on. And eventually I wanted a DSLR. Um, This was still in high school. So around that time, regular portraits of people. And to kind of advance myself and to really become better at my craft, I honestly went to YouTube and um, the Internet and just really researched and found more information um, and just kind of took a liking to, like, everything fashion and beauty-related. So I just really, I studied how to retouch skin, you know. I studied how to function a camera the proper way and just little Mm -hmm. things like that, kind of like, um, so it didn't really feel like I was starting over. It just kind of felt like it was a long process of, like, growth from the beginning, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. it makes a lot of sense. Um, nothing wrong with YouTube University. Let me ask you a little bit about. Let me ask you a little bit about North Carolina because um, you say you're a fashion photographer, and so mm-hmm. when I think about the fashion industry, I don't necessarily think of North Carolina or Charlotte mm-hmm. being, um, you know, having a huge fashion industry. Of course, you know, you think of places like New York. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the fashion industry in Charlotte? I feel like I agree with you as far as, like, there not being a huge fashion industry, especially, like, in the in North Carolina as a whole. But honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like what I, you know, where my career lays is me working with a lot of models who are developing their portfolios and also yeah. with local smaller brands that are, they might be boutiques. They might be, you know, individual makeup brands that um, I usually work with. So, like, I feel like Mm -hmm. even as a whole, if the state of North Carolina isn't, like, a fashion state, there's always creative individuals within North Carolina that you can find and connect with and really kind of create a community of its own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because your work definitely has a fashion feel to it, Even, even when it's just a headshot. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. it just has that look. Um, Thank you. And that's why I was wondering what, what the fashion industry was like there because, you, I mean, to say you're a fashion photographer, your work looks mm-hmm. like you're a fashion photographer. Like you make Thank the you. best out of, who, out of who you're shooting for sure. Yeah, I absolutely. I was, I was really impressed with, uh, with your work. So 23. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> – do you, I mean, your work is amazing. And Thank you. Um, to be 23, to be so young, to to be someone who maybe at first didn't take it seriously, um, mm-hmm. look like you've got some seriousness going on right now, that's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you want to go with your work? Because like she was saying, like when I look at your work, 
like the only the only reason why I know you're based in Charlotte is because when I discovered you, your profile said you were based in Charlotte. Um, I feel like this could your work could stand up with photographers from other larger areas, New York, um, L.A. You know, any you know any other area where where fashion is prominent. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you want to go next with your with your work? Um. Honestly, I feel like the goal of mine is to be, like, a traveling fashion photographer. Um, I feel like the mm-hmm. new, like, the current day and age, I feel like even if you live in a place that's not the most um, popular, you know, what you want to do, and for me, that would be fashion and beauty. Um, nowadays, like, everyone is connected through social media, so you're able to connect with people who live in places like New York or places like California, you know, um, but honestly, I feel like I would like to be kind of a photographer that's more so on the go. Um, I don't want to be just in one place for the rest of my life. I would like to, like, experience many different cities and kind of get a feel for it. So I feel like my ultimate mm-hmm. goal is to just build myself as a brand and become known to the point where it doesn't matter where I live, like, I'm able to, like, connect with people and to get jobs you know, across the globe um, right. in the fashion and beauty industry. Now, let me ask you, has this social distancing um, slowed you down any or held you back as far as jobs are concerned? Um, yes, I would say job-wise it definitely has. Um, I had a lot of potential clients and people reaching out to me to schedule photo shoots, you know, in the past, like, Three weeks, you know, at that point, they were wanting to schedule them around this time. So Mm -hmm. those people who wanted to work with me, it definitely kind of stopped at that point, and (laughs) I didn't get any more bookings. So I'm kind of just waiting it out. But honestly, I'm an extreme homebody, and this is for me, this is a time to really do a lot of internalizing and to get myself back aligned with, like, my future and my goals. And also to edit mm-hmm. photos. So, like, yeah. for me, it's not, it doesn't feel like a hold back, even though, like, as far as bookings, you know, everything kind of yeah. on hold. But it feels kind of, yeah. honestly, it feels rejuvenating almost to me. Yeah. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, kind of forcing you to, you know, get back on track and to do things that can, like, you know, help you in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. In your opinion, what do you think makes a great beauty photographer? Um, I believe that having, well, well, first of all, knowing about beauty yourself as a photographer is the key mm-hmm. to being a good beauty photographer because then you'll know what things are supposed to look like. And mm-hmm. then, two, just being detail-oriented, because, you know, you have to get a lot of close-up shots, a lot of head shots when it comes to beauty photography. And just, like, knowing what it's supposed to look like, I feel like goes a, an extremely long way. I guess for me, I'm at an advantage because I just love beauty and makeup in general, even for myself. You know, I do my own makeup, so, like, I know what it's supposed to look like. So, honestly, like, that goes an extremely long way, in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, and I guess mm-hmm. that has a lot to um, – you could also probably say that for fashion as well. 
Um, just mm-hmm. kind of going in and knowing a little bit about it helps if you're taking photos of it. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of makeup, you say you do your makeup yourself. and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've had to do makeup on some of your shoots before. Because mm-hmm. my sister and I are both makeup artists, Mm-hmm. What do you? What would you say is one of the most important things um, makeup artists should remember or look out for when actually doing beauty shoots? Um, I think one important thing is like skin and making sure the skin is like very luminous and like dewy because that um, when it's photographed in that way. It shows a lot of details. It shows, like, pores, you know, because um, sometimes a lot of people does, like, they do makeup where it's matte, and it kind of just gets rid mm-hmm. of all of, you know, the details and all of the, um, I don't know, all of the, everything that a face has to offer, and it looks kind of flat. So I feel like when so, you make, when, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so basically you're saying to keep the skin dewy because, Without it, there's without it, it just uh, pretty much seems like the skin has no life, and they take away mm-hmm. all the real natural stuff that's in skin. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about the amount of makeup? Um, you know, sometimes when people know, like if you have a model that comes to the shoot already made up, maybe somebody did her makeup or she did her own makeup, but they come with a lot of makeup. Do you think um, in some beauty shoots that that's necessary? Um, I feel like it depends. Um, I feel like less makeup is better, but that's just my personal preference. But honestly, mm-hmm. like, it, it really depends. But sometimes you can pack on makeup and it looks good. Um, it depends right. on, like, the person's skin type. You know, you don't have that best of skin and you just like putting a lot of makeup on top of it, it's gonna look worse, you know. Like it truly mm-hmm. depends on, you know, how the person is applying it and, you know, what their skin looks like underneath the makeup. That really kinda mm-hmm. determines how good it's gonna look in photos. Yeah. I mean I'm glad you're answering these questions the way that you're answering because that that's something that we're big on is skin. And also mm-hmm. skin looking like skin um, mm-hmm. and not really hiding it with a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. Again, that's my personal preference as well. Less is best because um, I've seen some of the most beautiful photos with not a lot of makeup. And when I say not a lot of makeup, I'm just meaning it doesn't look like a lot of makeup. Like it may be a lot of foundation on or whatever, but if you can mm-hmm. make it look like skin, then it's great. But, you know, yeah. sometimes people come with, um, the eyes, eyes shadow is too heavy. You know, the color mm-hmm. in the face is too heavy. When that could be a little more toned down and still get such, you know, more of a beautiful effect versus um, mm-hmm. having a lot of that on. But of course, if you're doing some some kind of special look that requires that, then that's something totally different. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I totally agree. You know, I guess I guess it helps you out a lot because when you go in to do your retouching, um, mm-hmm. having having great skin probably helps you out a lot as, you know, going yeah. into retouch. Mm-hmm. And another thing I just thought about as you're speaking as far as, like, things to look out for are, like, too thick mm-hmm. of eyelashes. 
in photos. Because mm. sometimes, mm-hmm. like, when, like, the light is shadow, you know, on your eyes and make them look like they're mm-hmm. more closed than they actually are if your eyelashes are too thick. So I feel like that's another thing that, like, is, like, a no-no, I guess, for makeup artists and any, even models that do their own makeup. Like, when things are just, like, too heavy around the eyes, like, it might, you know, you kind of lose your eyes, like, in the picture. Right. That's definitely something to watch out for. And a lot of people don't pay attention to that, but you are so right about mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you, because you love fashion, you sometimes act as the stylist. Of course, you're mm-hmm. the photographer. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there's times of you've been the makeup artist, but also creative director. Tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about how you merge all of these roles into your shoots. Um, Walk us through, like, the creative process. Like, where do you start? Is it just coming up with a – because I know you said you work with a lot of models who are trying to build their books. So do you mm-hmm. come up with a concept, and then it goes from there? Yeah, I I guess when it's, like, myself um, kind of – creating a photo shoot, it always starts with some, um, like, a source of inspiration. Um, It might be on Pinterest. It might be, like, other photographers. It may be um, magazines. It might be a stylist, you know. It might be outfit I like or makeup looks that I like. So it always starts with, like, some form of inspiration. From there, if I don't Uh already have a model in mind, I usually find a model to work with. Um, I find, like, specific styling inspiration and I make like mood boards for like everything. Mm-hmm. I make like a makeup mood board. I'll make a styling mood board. Um, I'll find a location, which most of the time it's studio, so I don't really have to worry about location finding. Um, and then from there I'll like find a makeup artist to work with if I'm not doing makeup myself and I'll find a hairstylist to work with. And honestly, just kind of bringing everyone together and, you know, telling everybody the ideas and making sure everyone's okay with everything, Um, just getting everyone on board with the whole process, and then honestly just scheduling a time and a day and just, you know, creating. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the the model pool like in Charlotte? Are you working through agencies or or is it – you know, is it one of you know how you have those sites like Model Mayhem and those type of sites mm-hmm. that you can pull from, or is it, or or are there agencies there that you kind of pull from, or is it just people that you know? Um, when I first started, I used Model Mayhem. That's like when I very the at the very beginning when I really decided that I wanted to kind of work with models as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I kind of, um, and that's also when I first moved to North Carolina. So I didn't really know anyone, so I just kind of found people to work with. But from finding, like, individuals on Model Mayhem, I kind of built and found a network of people um, that included models and things like that. Um, and at the same time, I kind of realized that there were there were small agencies in North Carolina, in Charlotte, directly mm-hmm. with USA. Um, a few years ago, I worked with um, an agency called 3BBN. Um, that was at the very beginning. But um, it kind of grew into me working with agency-signed models specifically. But now at this mm-hmm. current point, I more so work with models um, that I find on Instagram 
um, because I feel like it, you get more diversity, like, when you search yourself for models and you find, you know, models that other photographers may have worked with, you know, instead of, like, going strictly to agencies. So at the current mm-hmm. um, moment, I, like, try to find unique faces and, like, models who are individuals rather than models signed to agencies. Gotcha. Now, when you were mm-hmm. dealing with the agencies, were they were they receptive to you? Because, you know, sometimes when you're either new and you don't really have a body of, you know, body of work yourself, mm-hmm. um, Sometimes they're sometimes they're looking for established uh, mm-hmm. um, photographers who've been around for years. Even though you may just say, "I'm just testing," were they op- very open to you working with their models, or how was that? No, actually, they weren't um, at all. I definitely got ignored. <laughs> like my emails that never <laughs> got answered. Um, so I remember, like my very first agency model, I actually. You know, I realized, like, okay, so agencies aren't responding to me. And I looked at the um, the boards on the agency's website, and I decided to take it in my own hands and reach out to – because, you know, nowadays, Instagram, you can honestly find anybody just by searching their name. So I took it upon mm-hmm. myself to reach reach out to right. a model that I saw on the board, and I DM'd her, and she was open to working with me. Um, and I did really good on that photo shoot, and it was, like, my first, like, fashion photo shoot with an agency model. And from that point, the agency really liked the photos, so they, like, responded to me after that and were, you know, throwing all their models at me to work with and test shoot, like, from then. So at first it definitely wasn't as easy as it is now to work with agency models because I wasn't established, but after, you know, I grew and developed, it kind of um, became easier. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. And with Instagram, um, do you find with Instagram, like, people are very receptive because, you know, on Instagram, people are, like, looking to do something new or to, uh, mm-hmm. or to you know, get pictures. Do you find that... Mm-hmm. It was, you know, with Instagram, I, I think it sounds like it's easier for you to do Instagram. I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? I said it sounds like it's a little easier for you through Instagram because mm-hmm. people on Instagram, you know, they want pictures anyway. So it sounds like it's a little mm-hmm. easier to find models, but, but actually good models. Yeah, it is definitely easier, um, especially because, like, luckily I'm younger, so, like, everyone in my age group, like, are the people who are models, like, so Mm -hmm. everyone kind of understands, like, social media, like, language, and, you know, that it's not really um, necessarily unprofessional to reach out to someone um, on social media in order to work with them, so, I mean, of course, you have to still be professional, you know, the way you speak, but I think social media has definitely, um, made it a lot easier for photographers and models to connect with each other um, in order yeah. to work together. Yeah, that's a that's a great point because, you know, some people who are used to, to doing business a certain way, it has to be a phone call or an email, you know, but you're right. On social media, people don't look at you crazy because you, you know, you DM them. Um, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, there's a lot of people on social media that's all they want you to do is DM them. So, um, 
you know, so yeah, you're right about that. Um, I think that's a great, a great thing and a great way to, to get models. Um, so you said you want to, you want to travel and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, doing this fashion thing, you want to travel. Um, have you noticed, have you noticed any difference just in general um, just in the industry altogether, just not only with fashion, but just fashion and beauty, have you noticed like um, there's a big difference in other parts of the country than, you know, from Charlotte to wherever else in the country? I mean, I know fashion is different. Have you noticed the same mm-hmm. thing about beauty? Um, I would say so. Um, honestly, I feel like depending on where you are, like, standards of beauty are different and also in terms of makeup I feel like in LA for instance it's more glam um you know it's more pretty as far as like makeup um more I don't know it's just like a different vibe like compared to like if you were to go to New York um everything's more grungy it's more edgy you know everything's more natural you know less makeup so and then also just even like model model wise, there's like bigger um, industries in those places compared to um, Charlotte. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's just broader, and honestly, everywhere is unique in its own way as far as like their own beauty industry. So right, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what inspires you to to create your beauty and fashion looks? Um. Honestly, I feel like just having a general interest in those fields inspires me because, mm-hmm. I mean, every day, like even before, I feel like I've always loved fashion and just style. And even if I didn't know I like fashion, I always like dressing myself, you know, and just like looking nice. So I feel like like I've that's just like what I'm generally interested in is beauty and fashion, but also a lot of artists um, inspire me, um, just a lot of those mm-hmm. fashion and beauty artists. Um, I guess I can find inspiration almost anywhere um, in terms of, like, the beauty and fashion industry. Um, but it's, I do, I am pretty much inspired mostly by, like, other photographers. Um, well, even speaking, not doing speaking, of speaking of other photographers, I was going to, I said, Speaking of other photographers, I was going to ask when you were um, just looking out on YouTube and researching on YouTube, did you come across any photographers that you learned anything from? Um, There is a photographer that when I first started off, I watched all of her videos to learn how to retouch skin um, and how to, like, pose models and how to work with models and things like that. And her name is Jessica Kobesi. Oh, oh yeah. I love Jessica. I love Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> She's the person that I learned from, like, as far as retouching skin. But um, I feel like my style kind of grew. Like, at first, that is kind of what I wanted to do. So she takes, like, she's into fashion and beauty as well. But, um once I learned everything that I could, like, you know, as far as retouching skin and just a few of the processes that go behind, like, being a fashion and beauty photographer, 
I kind of like took those things and just kind of applied it to everything that I want to do, like with my career. But she was definitely like yeah. the main person. And just like random videos that I found, I wasn't, I probably didn't like, I can't remember names off of hand, offhand, but yeah, just like random people. Yeah, we actually um, met Jessica last uh, last year, last October in New York. That's awesome. And then uh, ran into her again in Nashville um, back in January. Really mm-hmm. nice, but very talented, um, very talented uh, photographer. Oh. I had a question for you, and I lost it thinking about Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. So photography is your is your only job, correct? Yes, right now it is. Okay. And I'm in, yeah. I'm in school as well at UNC, so I feel like that's a job. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you how how long did it take before you actually started um, making money? doing photography? Because I'm just assuming, like, when you first started, you were doing a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say within so how- the first year. Okay, um, great. It was really, it was really bad. Like, it was, I would charge about $40, and I would give almost all the images from the, like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was making, like, <laughs> a little bit every once in a while. But I would say in the first year, you know, it was just kind of experimental at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it grew and, you know, things got better. So can you can you see yourself continuing on with photography for years to come? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, I can't really think of me doing anything else. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's just one of those things that, like, it's been a part of me for so long. I couldn't imagine just putting my camera down and quitting for any reason. Right. Now, I don't think we've talked about this, but what what uh, what camera do you use? Um, I use a Canon 5D Mark III. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you're still using, so that's a DSLR. You're still using mm-hmm. a DSLR. So have you, mm-hmm. have you thought about Switching over to the mirrorless world and you and buying a mirrorless camera. Um, no, I haven't. I don't know. I feel like I've thought about it, but mm-hmm. it it was just kind of a thought. I I feel like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to switch over. Um, I gotcha. feel like it's kind of a hype. Although the pictures of on mirrorless cameras are extremely sharp. But I do like hear a lot of good things about Canon, especially the five D series. Um mm-hmm. so I don't really have an interest in like switching my lens. If anything I might like in the future add to my collection. But I do feel gotcha. like I always wanna come back to like the camera that I'm currently using. Yeah. I think a lot of photographers have who were using DSLRs have switched to mirrorless simply because mm-hmm. of the weight. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 getting tired of carrying around heavy mm-hmm. cameras with heavy lenses, and I mm-hmm. think um, so. Really, it, I mean, to me, that's the real hype of it. It's just they're they're trying to lighten the load a little bit, and I think it's, I mean it's been beneficial for a lot of photographers. I mean, I like yeah. mirrorless because they are smaller. They're smaller, mm-hmm. um, and to me, just a little 
well, I feel like the camera that I have is a little easier to use mm-hmm. than the DSLR yeah. I had. But, um, but you know, but I think as far as sharpness, and I mean, just the technology is better, of course. But I mean, as long as as long as you know, camera companies continue to make DSLRs, I'm sure the technology mm-hmm. and those will be just as good as well. Yeah, and I feel like I'm kind of a traditional person, and I'm kind of like. When I'm comfortable, like, with something, I just don't, like, up and, like, switching to something else. So it is mm-hmm. yeah. for me to really just, like, you know, give up. I don't know, I'm kind of a hoarder, too, when it comes to technology. So, like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'll be giving away my baby if I give away my camera. And I feel like I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brianna, how would you describe um... – how would you describe your style of work? Um, I would say that it's classic and timeless and sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's just crisp and clean and, like, straight to the point. It's definitely yeah. clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. And and you shoot men and women, correct? Mhm. I just I post yeah. women more, and I feel like it's just because mm-hmm. you know the whole beauty and fashion thing. I just kind of like relate to right. it more because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like I advertise women more, but I definitely shoot both men and women. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Now, how do you, do you ever have any issues um, or have you ever noticed anything like this? But have you ever had any issues with, you know, like, for instance, you have a website, you post your work on your website, but do you ever have a issue with um, the people who, these are not models that you've reached out to just to shoot, but people who are contacting you, did, do you ever have problems? Because sometimes with makeup artists, this is a question that come up. They, people kind of mm-hmm. want to know, like, what your race is. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess for with makeup, they want to know, I guess, if you can do the job, if you could do, if you could do a particular race's um, uh, match their skin or what have you. But as a photographer, have you ever come across um, and not, I'm not asking this question to be negative or anything, but have you ever mm-hmm. come across, like, for instance, you know, when you look at the pictures on your page, um, someone may may think that you only shoot um, black women, and, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. you just have a few Caucasian models on your page. Do you ever mm-hmm. um, have any issues with that where people are kind of wanting to know, well, you know, are you, are you a black photographer? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. I feel like I try to. So you're asking just about me as a as a person being black, or just like the people I work with? No, I'm just I'm just asking about you. You know, because cause, mm-hmm. you know if somebody uh, sees your work, they contact you through your website. They don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they look at your about section and see your picture, mm-hmm. they really don't know who you are. And it's also because you're young too. Um, mm-hmm. Just wondering if you've ever come across anyone 
you know, um, wanting to know, I guess. Because, you know, sometimes you have these, I think in some people's minds, visually, when they think about some photographers, they're probably thinking about an older person yeah. or, or older white guy or, you know, yeah. things like that. So I was just wondering if you've ever come across, because like I said, your work is beautiful. You you mm-hmm. shoot all races and nationalities looking at these pictures, mm-hmm. but it, I just, you know, just wondered if you've ever come across that, anything like um, that. No, I personally haven't yet. Um, mm-hmm. I know, like, when I first started off, I, like, and it's honestly unintentional that I have a lot of black women on my page. It's just, I feel like it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if a white person had a lot of white people on their page, no one would say anything about it just because that's their, you know, it's that's just society. But um, it's right. kind of, I don't really consciously think about the fact that I post mostly black women. It's just, it's just, it just happens naturally. So I guess I like people don't really say anything about the fact that I do that or the fact that I'm a black woman. If anything, I get um, like my clients who are black, they they acknowledge the fact that I was black and they say that's the reason why I even wanted to work with you even more. You know, they appreciate it um, <laughs> rather than like thinking I'm something else. Well, you know. And actually, right, and that's actually the opposite of what I'm asking. So yeah, so I guess it, I guess it can come in either, you know, either way. Mm-hmm. But um, but you do, I, I, but you do have um, you do have a good amount. Um, you you actually have a couple men on here. You have a couple Caucasian women on here. So I think to me, I think it's balanced. But I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. society and how yeah. they um people think. But I honestly mm-hmm. think it's a great representation of um mm-hmm. of your work and who you've you know who you've shot um mm-hmm. so i think I, I think you're um i think you're headed in a great direction i mean for only having been doing this for five years you mm-hmm. have a great you know you have a great start <clears throat> great start mm-hmm. um yeah so what would be your like ideal dream photo shoot or job um, hmm. That's a that's kind of a hard question. I feel like I definitely would like to one day um shoot for a major magazine. Um mm-hmm. like I I like Essence magazine because it's more so for black women. That's like been on my mind lately. But even if it's uh-huh. for Vogue or, you know, um ID magazine or just any of those like mainstream fashion magazines, I feel like that would be awesome. Um, okay. Yeah, just honestly, just like like nothing in particular, but just having the opportunity to work like with a really big um, magazine, I think would be the dream photo shoot for me. And nice. then let's make it a little bit harder. Where would mm-hmm. that shoot be? Like where? Like. Where in the world would you want to do that shoot? Oh wow, this is like thing. This is something I've never thought about before. But, um, <laughs> hmm. I know, like I feel like I mean, somewhere you... tropical. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be empowering to do it somewhere in Africa. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. 
potentially Ghana, because I feel like I was kind of um, looking at pictures of Ghana. I know I'm not going mm-hmm. anywhere anytime soon, but I was just looking at, like, the right. environment, you know. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the right. environment. And I saw, like, a lot of and trees so, and a lot of greenery. Let me, um, since you said Ghana, and I don't know if you've seen him before, but there's a photographer in Ghana named Ben Bond. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of that. Okay, so if when you, you get off the water, you look him up. Yeah, go to oh. YouTube and look up uh, Ben Bond, B-O-N-D. His work mm-hmm. is amazing. You would, I think you would like him. Okay, I'll write that down. Last question. What is your definition of beauty? Mm-hmm. I think beauty is um, being original and being authentic and being true to yourself. Um, I feel like the term beauty is mostly correlated with makeup and, you know, and things of that nature. But I honestly think that, like, the true definition of beauty is, um, like, all the things that come from within, like, being a yeah. good person and being kind to people. So think, basically things that aren't physical, like, which is kind of in direct contrast with what the word beauty means. But, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. So why don't you shout out uh, your website and where people can find you on social media? Um, My website is briannacollier.com, B-R-E-O-N-N-A-C-O-L-L-I-E-R.com. My Instagram is briannacollier underscore. And, yeah, those are the main two, like, places to find me. All right. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, I know it was kind of, you only had a week's notice, but we appreciate you coming mm-hmm. on. And again, we love your work. We're going to follow you. you and see what you're up to. Um, definitely go out there and check out Ben Bond. I think you would like his work. You can learn a lot mm-hmm. from him. Um, and we'll continue to see what you have going on. Um, Again, uh, follow us on um, beauty underscore talk underscore media on Instagram and check us out. Um, But again, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome. Have a great night and stay safe. Thank you. You too. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. with us, we were speaking with Brianna uh, Collier, uh, fashion and beauty photographer uh, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, very young photographer, uh, but she's, has, she does great work, um, and I just enjoy um, following her and looking at what she's doing out there. Um, again, you know, we've made some announcements, um, maybe the last few shows during the beauty news section where we gave you guys dates for trade shows um, and different events coming up. I just wanted to make mention that I have not received um, any information as to if some of these events and shows have been canceled or not, but I will uh, try to have an update on some of that stuff next week. 
So if there's any cancellations, I can make announcements um, for some of those next week. Um, again, everyone try to take care and stay safe. And if you don't have to go out, don't go out. Um, um, but again, you know, just use wisdom and try not to be living in fear, have faith, um, and we're all going to get through this, and I hope very soon. Um, but again, thank you, you guys. If you, have to, if, you have, if you have to go out, just, you know, do like you see a lot of people doing. Wear your mask, wear your gloves, you know, don't touch anything. Um, be careful when touching your mail. Um, you know, wash your hands constantly when you're at home. You know, make sure you take hand sanitizer with you or some kind of wipes or something with you when you're outside and traveling around. And just be careful. Just try to stay away from people as much as possible. Definitely, if you see somebody that's sick or or coughing or anything, just get away, you know, but definitely wear your mask and all that. Don't be foolish in thinking that that's not going to protect you because it's going to, it's going to help you in so many ways, but, you know, and just re- and also remember to, you know, drink your warm liquids, um, you know, up your vitamin C intake, your zinc intake, um, you know, your ginger. Um, if you get a fever, make sure you're taking your Tylenol, not your Advil and other ibuprofen, but make sure you're taking your Tylenol. I mean, that's the best for um, when you have a fever. And just, just do some simple things, but definitely keeping your hands clean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, we thank Brianna Collier for joining us tonight. Um, We will be posting and announcing our guest for next week. Um, I don't have her information sitting in front of me, so I won't mention um, her name, but um, keep on the lookout next week um, on our Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us actually on Twitter at uh, beauty underscore talk and on Instagram we are beauty underscore talk underscore media on Facebook we are beauty talk online and you can follow my sister and I on all social media um, platforms by our names at Janice Tunnell that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L and at Denise Tunnell that's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L um on all uh, social media platforms. So we will be back next Sunday night, God willing, and we'll do this all over again. Um, So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Brianna, for being our guest tonight. And we will talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful evening, everybody, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night. Good night.